Do you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the Urban Conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like pit bulls, say? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy, if your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. All right. Peace and love, everybody. You are tuned into the Urban Conservative Podcast. As you hear Mason in the background shouting everybody out, do us a favor. Head over to TUConservative.com. Get a membership to the website. Make sure to hit the like, follow, subscribe on all of our uh, social media channels. We are at the Urban Conservative on everything, all of them. So please head over to all of your favorite uh, social media platforms. Give us a follow, a like, and subscribe. Also, we are also on all streaming platforms. So head over to Apple Music, Spotify, and every single other one, Podbean, Bean Sprout, whatever they call these days. Do us a favor, give us a comment, a like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And as usual, if you want to support the podcast via Cash App, you can do that at dollar sign TU Conservative. Now, I'm about to get on the screen in a second, but before I do that, I'm doing some arranging. And uh, I want everybody to, to, to please take a second, hit the share on this video. This is going to be a very, very powerful episode um, that we're going to be dealing with. I want to remind everybody, today was a very important vote here in Suffolk County for school boards and school budgets. So if you did not take your behind out and vote, you have until 9 o'clock to get that done. Take your behind to your local elementary school. Find out where you need to be going to vote because the school budgets are important. What's going on inside of these supposedly uh, educational facilities and how the money is being spent is determined by us, the parents that show up and we vote. So it's very important that you do that. And as usual, shout out to all of our Board of Election workers across the state of New York doing a fantastic job. We appreciate you guys. So let me uh, let me get on camera here. My light might be too bright for me to be on camera right now. Hold on. Let me dim this down a little bit. I'm looking real whitewashed right now. Uh, hold on. Let me let me get on camera. Where we at? Where we at? We right here. We right here. All right, folks. All right. Peace and love. Peace. So shouts out to Adul Ali, who's on assignment right now. He is speaking uh, at one of the Republican women's groups down in North Carolina. I cannot remember which group off the top of my head. So shouts out to my twin brother, Adul Ali, of course. Now, today's episode, uh, the, 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 the sister I'm about to bring on has a very, very impactful story and, and it shines light on something, um, as you've seen on the, 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 the title of the show, Do Victims Have Rights? Get in the comment section. Let us know where you're watching from. Um, though we're here in New York, this, this what you're about to hear, it, it, it is going to affect you, and it has affected many families uh, across the country. So uh, without further ado, I'm, I'm going to bring on a friend of the show, Madeline Brown. 
I hope I said the last name right. Hold on. Hold on. Come on in, sis. Where you at? I need my sound effect. Ah, Madeline Brown. Here I am. <laughs> Welcome to the Urban Conservative. How you doing today, big sis? I'm okay. How are you? I can't complain. I'm on the right side of the dirt. You know, as they say, That's we right. made it another day. Thank God. Thank the most high for that, you know? Right. So, um, Rescue Angels, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things today. Yes. But first and foremost, what we like to do here on the Urban Conservative is we just want to give you the, the, the platform. Tell us a little bit about who Madeline Brahm is, where do you come from, where did you grow up, um, and then we're going to kind of get to the meat and potatoes of this victim's right thing. Hi, good evening, everybody. My name is Madeline Brain, born and raised in Suffolk County, um, town called Belport. Anybody out there from Suffolk knows where Belport is. Went to Belport High School, uh, come from a family, single mother, um, seven siblings, and just had a basic upbringing like everybody else did, you know, um, come from a conservative household, you know, mom worked, she believed in, if you want to eat, you work, you know, two things we had to do. We had to bring her a high school diploma. And after graduating from high school, either you went to college, you went to the military, or you went to work. There was no laying around and doing nothing and just taking up space. So that is basically um, my upbringing and where I'm from. You know, life life took twists and turns for me as, you know, does everyone, you know, uh, don't have the prettiest of pasts, you know, got caught up in the crack era out in uh, the 80s out in Suffolk County. So um, that led me to prison. That led me to uh, abusing coke. Um, that led to led to a lot of different things. You know, I have five children. Um, Hassan, who was my oldest, he's thirty, would have been thirty eight on July the eighth. Um, and we'll talk about Hassan later. Then I have Rossi, and then I have uh, Monet, my only daughter. Then I have Rayvon. Uh, who uh, passed away last year from an accidental overdose wow. from, the, from the bad batch of uh, cocaine laced with fentanyl that was going out, that was going around out in Suffolk County last year. So um, I lost two sons in two years. And then I have my baby, um, Ayumi, who will, thank God, will be graduating on June 23rd from uh, Roosevelt High School. We have since moved to Yonkers. Yeah, we have since moved to Yonkers. You know, uh, after leaving Bellport, I moved to Harlem. So I lived there for a couple of years, and I moved to the Bronx, and I lived there for about 15 years. And then, you know, my son was getting older, so and things were really bad around there. You know, a lot of shootings, a lot of violence, a lot of drugs. So um, we moved up to Yonkers. So we've been here now about going on four years. You know, nice... Uh, Conservative, urban conservative. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Quick, quick question. And I, I'll tell you on the outset that I, I really appreciate you you saying these things because one of the things, especially in the quote unquote black community, is that we're oftentimes afraid to put ourselves out there for fear yeah. of how other people view us. Yeah. But people have to remember, and I say this a lot, right? I look at what my own mother having, you know, three children by 16, getting caught up in that crack era, losing us to foster care and all of these different things. Yeah. I look 20 years later and I, and these are not things that we should look down on, especially, you know, being that you guys made it and, and 
you were strong women and y'all made it to where we on this podcast today. So mm-hmm. salute to you, shouts out to you and, and thank you for what you've done. And, and I know how struck, how tough it is. You know, I, I, me and my brother know we come from that, that same lineage, if you know yes. what I mean. So uh, I appreciate your honesty and I want the, the viewers to understand and those that may be on the fence, it is the conservative values. I'm pretty sure that you would agree that also kind of anchor you, right? That's right. Um, so, don't be afraid of your past, those that are seeing this. It's all right that we come from something. It's what we do today to make a difference. Mm-hmm. So thanks for sharing that. Now, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about uh, Rescue Angels and how that came about and uh, just give you the opportunity to explain what happened with your son. I, I recently heard you speak this past weekend, and you were very reserved up until you got up on the microphone. You were you were very cool, yeah. and I didn't see that coming. I didn't see it coming, but... <laughs> That was a heck of a speech that you gave up there. And uh, uh, just just tell us a little bit about what, what Rescue Angel is and how you had how you come to the point of having to do this. Well, Rescue Angel was uh, born out of my son's death. Um, Hassan is a uh, retired, was a retired Afghanistan war um, army veteran. And he had been home for maybe a year and he was killed. He was stabbed to death in Harlem by four people he didn't know, nor had he done any harm. Um, They kicked, punched, stomped and stabbed my boy nine times. Um, Hassan died from a fatal stab wound to his heart at the scene. Um, Hassan's father, which I don't have permission to mention his name, but um, very popular basketball player in Puerto Rico back in the 80s, played against Michael Jordan, played against Charles Barkley, played on the Puerto Rico Olympic team. Um, he was also uh, kicked, punched, stomped, and stabbed 12 times when he tried to come to Hassan's aid by the same four individuals. Um, unfortunately, Hassan um, did not make it. His father did. He was in the coma for about a month. Um, he is still suffering from some lifelong injuries that he will be dealing with for the rest of his life. They um, had to do some serious reconstruction on him. Uh, the four people who did this, three of them are siblings, two brothers, a sister, and their friend. They're not kids. They're not teenagers. They're like 35 to 40 years old. The three men are repeat predicate violent felony offenders who had no business being out of prison from the begin with. Um, So uh, all four of them were apprehended and were in jail for the past, uh, what are we going on, 18 months now, maybe 20 something months. You know, I kind of lost count. You know, uh, the three men are held without bail because of their history and they're all charged with first degree gang assault and second degree murder. And the female, she's also charged with the same thing, but she was being held on a bail of 750,000 because of the heinousness of the crime. Now, mind you, this entire incident is caught on video. So, you know, that's like the strongest piece of evidence that the district attorney that the prosecution has is this video. And um, everything from the beginning to the end. So there's no mistake in identity. There's no mistake in the part that anyone played. So uh, Mary Saunders is her name. 
was held on $750,000 bail. But let me just back up a, a minute because you, you asked me about Rescue Angel. Rescue Angel was born out of my son's murder. What we do, well, I'm a one-woman show. <laughs> one-woman show for Rescue Angel, all right? And what I do is I advocate for children of homicide and accidental overdose victims. Because these are the people who are never mentioned. These are the people that are the voiceless and the faceless, the children. So what I do is Christmas time, I do a coat and toy drive. Uh, Easter time, I do Easter baskets. School time, I do book bags and, you know, school supplies and sneakers and different things like that. All these things come from private donations, all right, or from out of my own pocket. I don't get funding from any particular source, all right? Um, I clean offices for a living, meaning that I clean toilets, okay? And most of my money goes towards funding Rescue Angel. So every year, and I, I have some people who have been consistent when I pick up the phone and call them, you know, um, I'm doing the toy drive this year. You know, I have this list of kids and this is like exclusive kids that I know that lost their parent within the last year from a homicide or accidental overdose. Overdose that's identified like from the district attorney's office or NYPD or I can Google it or whatever. You know, so that that's what I do. That's what Rescue Angel does. And I've had some level of success because we've been doing it for three years. And, you know, Christmas... Uh, Easter, school, I've never missed one. I've never missed one. And, you know, my list is growing. I started off with maybe just my own grandchildren because Hassan had three small children, Jason, Jordan, and Jelani. And um, they're babies, you know, and he also has a wife. So, you know, his family is just completely devastated. And he wasn't, you know, they can't collect his benefits, his VA benefits, because his death was not combat related. So he was their sole source of income. So when he was murdered, you know, uh, my daughter-in-law found herself with these three children with no husband and um, having to find a way to support them. So, you know, um, hats off to her, kudos to her because she, she's doing the damn thing. She's right. doing well, the damn I, thing. I want to back ahead. up. I want to back okay. up just a second here because we're talking about victims' rights here. And, and you mentioned yeah. a couple of things you mentioned here. So uh, when you mention this this lady, and I don't even want to say her name, right? I don't even Mary Saunders, I'll say I, it. Because it's repulsive, right? But yeah. so make so everybody understands she's released on bail due to yes. the bail reform. Yes, yes. On December 18th of 2019, um, we went in front of a judge and her lawyers, legal aid, you know, big bail reform uh, advocates and supporters are making sure that everybody is released, regardless of what the charges are. They're doing their job. All right. Uh, put in for the bail application, for the bail reduction application. And um, the other day I uh, requested a transcript from the district attorney because they had a sidebar at the bench. All right. And in that transcript, the judge explicitly says in light of the new law that's about to be in effect in two weeks we want to get in front of it 
All right, so we're going to go ahead and reduce this bail. She asked the attorney how much money did the family have today? And uh, the attorney said the family has $12,000. Okay, so in the transcript, it says that, well, the law is stating that you cannot hold a person, you know, on an unreasonable amount of bail to cause hardship. And then they went into the whole thing about, well, she has children, she has a mother, she has a job, she has a letter from her employer, you know, uh, she has community ties, she's on PTA, you know, described and made her out to be an angel without wings, okay? Um, not even considering, you know, uh, the video that the judge in the transcript admits she just saw and admits that it was heinous and it was brutal, all right? But she said in the transcript, in light of the new law, okay, and because uh, she had to, we, we, can, we have to set the bail that is the least restrictive means to ensure her return to court. They did not consider her a flight risk. Now, she's looking at, not looking at, but she's charged and indicted with first-degree gang assault, all right, A1 felony, second-degree murder, uh, A2 felony, all right? Those two charges are not even eligible for bail in New York, all right? She should be just like the men, held without bail just like the men. Or 750000 was they gave her a break because she'd never been arrested before when that judge set the bail initially at 750000 Okay, and the bail reduction application was denied two or three times, right up until bail reform, two weeks before it. I have the transcript that says the whole conversation between the judge, the district attorney, and the lawyer. All right, the judge intentionally reduced that bail to get in front of that law going into effect on January 1st, 2020. So, you know, so my, my question is short, this. My, go ahead. I, 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 I'm I'm just mind blown right now because of, yeah. of what you're saying. And and here's the thing. If they're making all of these concessions for her, right, then we get into the conversation about, well, what rights do you guys None. have as the None. as the victim's family? Right. Which is the as you guys see on the screen, do victims have rights? I mean. This is the None. downside of bail reform. This woman should not be free. This woman should be incarcerated right now. So what do you think? Do you think it's just specifically the bail reform that the judge was trying to get in front of? Or like, is this just some liberal leftist kind of what? Like, because this is weird. This is absolutely strange. And it's, it's got me at a loss. I don't understand it. Like how she's free. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't well, understand it. Well, um, they never once mentioned anything about Hassan and his family and his children and his career, all right, and his accomplishments and the things and, and the loss. They never once mentioned it the whole entire time from the day that we started going to court, almost three years ago. Never once mentioned. They call, they identify Hassan, my son, as the deceased, and that's it, all right? He well, is how just as can you be? How much more disassociated can you get? You can't. You can't. And you know, here impossible. I am in the background outside with signs, you know, 
uh, protesting out there by myself in the rain, the snow, the sleet. It didn't matter. Okay. I'm out here trying to get any platform, get anybody to listen that will listen and no one will touch it with the 10 foot pole. Anybody who's mainstream. Okay. Mary Murphy did do an interview. All right. When it first happened, but it came and it went, it came and it went and no one ever said another word about it. All right. But I have been raising hell ever since. They let that woman out, all right? Now we have another court date on June 1st, finally, finally, all right? She has not been to court in over a year. She has not made any appearances or updates. No one has eyes on her and no one even seems to know her whereabouts, okay? So I asked the district attorney, what makes you think that this woman is not a fugitive? You know, at the end of the day, if it was me, and I know that I'm looking at 25 to life, they offered her 18 years while she was still incarcerated. And she, her lawyer advised her to turn it down because her lawyer knew that she was going to be able to get her that bail reduction and get her out. All right? But after trial, Mary Saunders is getting 25 to life because that was a one-shot deal, the 18. She should have took it. Like the district attorney just recently told me, she took it. She should have took that eighteen years. So my question is, where, where's? And I'm not trying to be political about this, but where's all the Black Lives Matter when, when things? They're like nowhere. That? Where are all of these fist pumping, pro black, blackity black, black organizations when things like this happen? Um, Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Raheem. I um, when I first came around. The, the anti-violence and anti-gang establishment, because that's what it is. It's a clique, okay, of certain organizations, certain people, certain, you know, uh, you know, media whores, you know, uh, in the nonprofit sector. And that's what they do with their colorful shirts and their hats and the, and the only come when, you know, they respond to a shooting or something like that, okay? I went to all of them, knocked on their doors, personally, you know, and they told me that I was being emotional. I'm taking it too personal. Well, you're damn right I am. Yeah, I am. Why shouldn't I? What? If it was their child, if they, if it was their child, they would, because I was asking them for specific things, all right, to help me. How can I find a lawyer, you know, a civil rights attorney, something, lead me in the direction. Oh, you're, you're taking it too, especially when it came to bail reform. They told me you're supposed to be a sister. Yes, I am a sister. But if it was your child and this happened to, you would just sit back and just because you're black, you're just supposed to accept it? Is that the problem? Is that what we're dealing with? Is that why you 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 guys went up there to Albany and, and city council and all the other places and advocated for this? And and because you know that black people are just going to step in line and fall in line and agree with this shit, and that our kids are being slaughtered in the street every damn day. Scared to walk down the street, scared to take the train every single day, every single day, body after body after body, victim after victim after victim, and nobody's saying anything about the bodies or the victims, nothing. Incredible. You know, they got the shooter. They got the shooter. 
all right, or or the person, the criminal, whatever you want to call them, they got them splashed all over the front page of the paper. Right. Okay. They arrest them and let them write and, and let them write back out on the parents' madness. ticket. Madness. Absolute madness. So Ladies they can continue on their crime spree. All right. Yeah. And none of the black people, black or brown people, are saying nothing about it. Right. Living no, in, in terror. Absolutely terrorized. Terrorized. Clergy. Yeah, they speak up. They get on their soapbox. But they're still hiding behind the walls of their damn church. All right? Church members. Been in, in church for years. I go to church. Sitting there and talk about how in the street this is happening. In the street that's happening. They need to know about Jesus. This and that. Well, get out there and tell them about him. Why are you hiding behind the walls of the church? That's where the real work needs to be done. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they missed the part where where every time you look in the Bible, Jesus was somewhere else. He was like, he, he was always moving around. I don't know what I don't know what, what y'all doing. Listen, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, you're watching the Urban Conservative Podcast. We at the 25 minute mark. If you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, uh, hit us with a like, a share, follow the page. We're at the Urban Conservative on Instagram. If you want to support the podcast, once again, you can do that at dollar sign TU Conservative. It helps us stay commercial free. Notice we didn't try to sell y'all a magnetic wallet or a phone can opener thing <laughs> that does that. We don't we don't have nothing to sell. You want to you don't do that and help help us stay commercial free, you can do that. Dollar sign TU Conservative on Cash App. Um, we appreciate all the love. We really, really do. We're talking with Madeline Brown, CEO of Rescue Angels. Um, I kind of want to switch gears here a little bit because I just brought up this past weekend. Uh, we, we, you know, we all got to meet for the first time. Shouts out to all of our, um, we're going to talk a little bit about Blexit here in a second, but shouts out to all of our New York chapter members and leadership here in yes. New York. How important is it for you having the experiences that you've had in your life um, to back the blue and to support law enforcement? Uh, how, how much does that play a part in, in your psyche and the way you see things? Okay. Um, without the police, that that that's like a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. Why did we even consider that? Dismantling the Special Narcotics Task Force and the gang, the gang task force. Why do we even consider doing that? I was raised at a time where you respect the police. All right. The police, they're not trying to be your friend. They're just there to maintain law and order and keep you safe. All right. I never had no thought about the cops. And every time that I ever got arrested, okay, and it was many, okay, it's because I did something wrong. I had no business doing what I was doing. Okay. I had no business violating my parole. Okay. I had no business absconding. So it they, they don't arrest people for selling Girl Scout cookies, all right? They arrest people because they broke the law. Now, I do agree that sometimes people who, some people that are in jail don't belong in jail because there are other alternatives to incarceration, especially if you have a drug or alcohol problem or a mental illness. Jail is not the place for them. 
I back the blue because we need them. We need them. They need to put more money. Need to give them more money. They need to reinstate those, those forces that they dismantled because they all see how that worked out, right? You got shootings going on, bullets are just flying. Social workers not going to go in there. Credible messenger is not going to go in there. Violence interrupter is not going in there to stop no bullets and take no guns out of nobody's hands. Police prevent crime. They prevent it. They're deterrent. If people know that the, that the cops are there and they're on patrol, they'll think twice, two and three times. But now in this climate, this anti-police and pro-criminal environment, it has emboldened and empowered the criminal. We'll tell the police to suck their you-know-what in a minute and kiss their you-know-what in a minute and do whatever they're doing right in front of their face. I've seen it with my own eyes. I asked the policeman, why are you letting them get away with that? He said, it's not worth me losing my job and it's not worth me getting sued over. It's not worth the paperwork because as soon as I lock them up, they're going to let them right back out. And also because they're humans too. They're people too. I have family in law enforcement. Every male in my family is military. So they're human. They have lives. They're doing their job. And right. yes, that event out in Wanta on, on Saturday was amazing. It was a strong show of solidarity and unity for like-minded people in support of our men and women in blue. And I was very proud to be a part of it. I was very proud to represent Black Exit. Right. Be, you know, and 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 it, it was just, it was awesome. It was awesome. Right. So you you bring up Blexit. Let's talk a little bit about Blexit. Um, what's your, what's your, and first of all, shout out to the whole uh, leadership team on the New York chapter. Yes. And across the state, I think Blexit's doing a wonderful job getting the message out. Um, how important are organizations like Blexit and Blexit specifically um, with us trying to combat this this far left agenda? Um, I, I, like, what's your take on this? Like, what? A, because you're the state uh, state director for here for New York. And um, what does that mean to you? You know what I mean? Like, how important is that to you to do something like this? Because with everything you got going on, you just added more on your plate. You know what I mean? You got a, you got a healthy size plate over there. So, you know, how important is the, the Blexit movement to you? And um, kind of what can we look forward to some of the things we're going to be doing here in New York? Well, Blexit kind of enhances, number one, my platform. Okay. Not for personal reasons. Okay. But the message the message and what Blexit stands for is exactly what needs to be said and needs to be heard. If we can get enough people behind us to galvanize here in New York, we can begin to change the narrative built on the five pillars of Blexit. Stands for education, criminal justice reform, entrepreneurship. I still forgot the other two. What are the other two? Yeah, here we go. The other two are entrepreneurialism, right? We got entrepreneurialism. Uh -huh. We got developing history programs and uh um, history school mm -hmm. choice. And 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 I I'm gonna 
I'm gonna go on here. Look, look, folks, this is what y'all need right here. That's what y'all need right here on the screen. This is this what we're doing right here. This That's is the budget movement, right? And and uh advocating for school choice and alternative education opportunities for America's low income and the minority children, criminal justice reform, um, as we spoke about a little bit earlier, uh championing entrepreneurialism and free enterprise, developing history programs that inspire minority to ch uh, children to lead and be productive, responsible lives, uh, presenting the message of Blexit through evocative visual art and compelling live experiences. So uh, I, I have to stand behind all of those things, which is why I Me got neglected. Like how Me do you not stand behind that? Um, especially here in New York where, where we gotta, as you see up top, the red wave is coming. New York was pretty red mm -hmm. the last election cycle. It's really cracking into New York City. And maybe you could shed some light on this. Have you been running into people uh, like like-minded people that that actually may be on the fence and and you know start to realize their conservative values, or is it just blue all the way through out there? Well, no, no, it's not blue all the way through because most black and uh, brown people were raised with conservative values, all right? But they just don't realize that it's conservative. Because conservative is automatically related and connected to being a Republican, okay? And um, a Republican, in their mind, is automatically connected and related to Trump, right? Um, 40 years I voted Democrat. Even though I'm from, I'm from conservative Republican household, my mother, grandparents, everybody, Republicans. And back then, most Blacks were Republican. But once I turned 18 and started getting out, you know, and hanging around other kids and, you know, uh, I turned into a Democrat and I voted Democrat for 40 years, except for this past election when I voted for Trump, because I began to listen and I began to see what he was actually saying was making a whole lot of sense. It was actually true. People didn't like the way he said things. People didn't like his personality, but what he's saying, what he was saying was true. So that, that's what made me vote, you know, um, the other way. That's what made me walk away, put it that way. And, and that's what Blexit right. stands for. The black exit from the left. That, which is absolutely that's necessary. That's what Blexit stands for. Which yeah. is, because for... Decades and decades, generations and generations, we have been, people cry about being oppressed and depressed and oppressed and, you know, uh, systematic this and this and that. Well, why do you think it's that way? Look how we're voting. Look how we're voting. Maybe it's us that need to change what we're doing and how we're doing things. Maybe it's us. We need to start taking a mirror and turn it and looking at ourselves and start to change our mindset, our attitudes, our thinking, and our behavior towards a whole lot of different things. Towards a whole right. lot of things. And then maybe we the change needs to come from the inside out and not from the outside in with all this stuff, you know? Give them more of this to shut them up. Let's dangle right. that in front of their face to shut them up. 
Right. So right. we need to get back to the tried and true stuff, the old school stuff, the stuff that really worked back in the day. And stop being so dependent. Stop being so dependent and so needy. And start taking some of the control and our power back. And we can start that with the way that we vote. No, that's a certified fact. So what we need you guys to do that are watching this, if you're in the state of New York, the whole state of New York, please go to the Blexit website. Let me pull it back up so I can show you guys how to do this, right? Share screen, Chrome, where's Blexit? Yeah, head to this website, head to Blexit Foundation. Uh, .org here, right? You see where it says chapters? You're going to click on chapter. You're going to go to New York. You're going to click on New York. And you're going to join the New York chapter. It's free to join. And free is always in the budget, folks. Yes. Free is always in the budget. You ain't never not got free, right? You got always got free. We like so, free stuff. <laughs> yeah, we got we to gotta get y'all over here, especially if in, you're in New York. And if you're following us on social media, just... just Head on over to the website, right? Yeah. And follow us there and, and join the chapter there. Um, so, and I just yeah, want to uh, before be, before we uh, get on to the next topic, we have uh, something called the Freedom Fest coming up. I put it on social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, all of the leadership, Sabrina, uh, everybody is supposed to be sharing that and getting people interested. Uh, it's a free trip. Well, the bus is free. That will be leaving from New York City. I found out today, probably from the Barclays Center. And uh, we, our goal is to fill up two buses. That means 112 seats we need to fill up for the Freedom Freedom Fest in uh, Virginia. And it's just going to be a day filled with fun and games and food and music. And it's a day trip. Uh, the event runs from 2 to 5 p.m. And the bus will bring us back to the city after it's over. I believe that there is a $10 event right admission fee to, to the park because it's an outdoor event. It's going to be in a park and we were invited by Supreme Court Judge Clarence Thomas's wife. So um, everybody, if you know me on Facebook, Madeline Brain, go to Facebook and, and you'll see it. Uh, let me know you're interested. I'll send you the link to register. I'll send you the uh, Eventbrite, Eventbrite link to pay your $10 admission fee and uh, go ahead and register and reserve your seat. Yeah, you want to get that done? They're going to go quick. They're going to go real quick. To fill up. Absolutely. Uh, so, June 19th. The there, yep, there's the link June for y'all to see. Um, and as you guys can see, Sheriff Clark's going to be in there, American Sheriff, Chris Plant, uh, Pierre Wilson. Shouts out to Pierre, National Director for Blexit, uh, Brenda Tillett, President of Stand Up yeah. Virginia, and yeah. C.L. Bryant, Senior Fellow at Freedom Works. Uh, plus, there's going to be some special guests. Uh, we got word there's going to be some special guests in the building. We don't know who that is, right? So don't quote us, but we heard there's going to be a, a surprise uh, guest that's going to be there that you don't want to miss. So yep. again, uh, go to the Blexit Foundation <laughs> website. Make yep. sure to join the New York chapter. 
uh, and we really appreciate it. And look for the chapter in your state. We know we got a lot of you guys watching from around the country. So look for a chapter in your state and, and you know, get, join the movement. Get down with the team and let's let's go into the hood. Let's go into the community and, and talk to people and get them to identify these conservative values. So, Sister Madeline, on the tail end of this here, there's something that uh, first-time yes. guest first time guest on our show have to have to go through we play a game with everybody it's a one word association game i'm gonna say a name you're gonna reply with one word if you can just one word if you got to use more than one eh, use more than one but we try to keep it to one word i'm gonna throw some names at you all right and uh here we go Are you ready yep all right first name rick james Freak. <laughs> good one. Good one. Good one. All right. Here's the second one. Here's the, here's the second one. George Bush Sr. Old. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I'm curious about this one. I, I'm, where, I'm wondering where this is going to go. All right. All right. Diana Ross. Why? A whiner. A whiner. All right. <laughs> All right, so I got to see what you say on this one now. I have to throw this out there. Bill Cosby. <clears throat> funny. All right, I'll, I'll take funny. Okay, two more, two more. Uh, hold on, two more. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to try to give you somebody. Uh, I, all right, hold on. I'm going to say Little Dirk. Who is that? <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> All right, perfect. No, that works. That works. Okay, one more. Uh, one more. Madeline Bryant. Mm. Fighter. Fighter. There it is. Well, you you you've made it through the one word association game. That's it's just a ritual around here. We throw some names out there. It just gets a natural response to some people, yeah. some folks, and things of that nature. Just a little mm -hmm. lightheartedness. Let people know where they can follow you. How they can support uh, Rescue Angel. Um, and, and obviously, we're going to have the links attached underneath this to Blexit so you can join the chapter. Mm -hmm. But how can we support you and, and what you're doing with Rescue Angel? Well, I, I don't I don't have the funds to have a website and different things like that for West Rescue Angel. So you could just go. I do a lot of I'm a Facebooker. All right. So just find me on Facebook, Madeline Brain. Madeline Brain. And then down there, you see her Instagram. It's B R A M E nine two five nine two five. And yes. when I have mm -hmm. when I have the uh, rescue angel events, I always make flyers and I post flyers. So when if you uh, send me a friend request, and I will accept the friend request, and then you'll be able to see, you know, what I'm doing. Um, I I just wanted to add one more thing, Raheem. Please June first is the court date. June 1st is the court date for all four of the people who killed my son. Um, I don't know what my reaction is going to be if Mary Saunders is a fugitive. But my gut is telling me that she is. Because if it was me and they let me out and I know that I'm looking at all that time, I would have been in the wind a long time ago. Um the district attorney doesn't have an answer for me other than, well, we'll, she'll be in big trouble. We'll issue a warrant for her. She'll just be amongst the thousands of other warrants 
that are on the dockets that they are not they don't have the manpower or the funding to go and track her down so she she could be out for years she could be out for years and i'll never me and my family will never get full closure for hassan and all hell is, is going to break loose. All, all hell is going to break loose. And maybe then this story might gain some traction and get some attention. Right. right. Because it will be the first case that someone released charged with murder under bail reform because they didn't consider a flight risk. Now she's a right, I think we're losing Madeline. We're losing your connection. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? All right, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we lost Madeline. You know, technical difficulties happen. Hopefully, she'll get back in. But listen, we appreciate you guys for checking out the podcast. This is very, very important. Um, I, and there's so much, many other questions, and we're going to have Madeline back on in the near future to talk some more about this, this uh, victims' rights thing, because uh, there's a couple of things I didn't touch on. But listen, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Urban Conservative. We really appreciate Madeline for coming on. Make sure to go to Instagram. It's Brahm, B-R-A-M-E-925 on Instagram. Make sure to get in touch with her. Figure out how we can get together and support Rescue Angel um, in the mission of helping families who've, who've lost people to, to violence. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, peace and love. Thanks for checking out the Urban Conservative. Until next time, peace.